Hey guys, before we get into the episode, it blows my mind that we're launching another podcast. And this time, I actually want to feature you guys as a guest. Now, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur who has your own podcast and you listen to the show, I actually want to interview you on our brand new podcast, which is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You just need to go to www.top100interview.com and you can apply to get featured. All right, guys, back to the show. You hearing my story right now means that you don't have to have a fucking window fall on you for you to understand that there are people around you watching you and ready to support and fuel your mission and purpose in life and business if you would just be open enough to receive their support. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and thought, wow, I really thought I'd be further ahead by now. If so, you are not alone. I've spent the last two years traveling the globe looking for the answers. The problem is, it's fear of failure that was holding me and so many of you back. I realized that no one was telling the real story of entrepreneurship. So I flew to the US, decided to face my fear and go all out to build my million dollar business completely from scratch. But the real question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our online tribe and share the internet's top marketing secrets. My name is Jamie Atkinson, and this is the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. What's going on, guys? Jamie Atkinson back with the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement podcast. I'm really excited, but kind of sad because it's the last day that Sensei Victoria Whitfield is going to be with us. And uh, yeah, there's a little tear from the audience there because I've had a bunch of fun the last three episodes. And today we've got another value-packed episode for you. And today we're talking about how you can pay for anything, but with other people's money, which I mean, I I don't know about you, but like that's how I would like to spend a lot of money with somebody else's, you know? (laughs) So before we get real deep into this, Victoria, you know, because I know you've been on World Tour with the Beatles. Uh, I just want to hear a bit about your... <laughs> All right. Okay. Maybe I made that part up. But I just want to get a bit more into your kind of backstory and where you came from, because it's not like a regular entrepreneurship story, I don't think. I think it's an amazing one. So can you tell us a little bit about that and then kind of sort of feed in then to the topic of what we're talking about today, about how to pay for anything? Yeah, totally. Um, and just as a fun fact, everyone who's listening in, I want to say we actually had like some weird things with the technology. And I just need to tell you that this is a sign that we're about to have a breakthrough. Whenever the technology starts breaking down, that means you're on a verge of a breakthrough. So get ready. For this. Okay. That sounds that sounds cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So my backstory, you know, I... I come from a line of business owners and entrepreneurs and people who are also really, um, really spiritual, really spiritual people. So for me, I've always been around that kind of a conversation of, you know, uh, anything the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve, Napoleon Hill, or, you know, you've got the power, you know, do do what you want in life. Just make sure that you're, you're loving up people and taking care of them. So I've been surrounded by all that positive thinking. And at the same time, I was born a natural born empath. And for those of you who are listening and are like, what is an empath? Um, that's somebody who is not 
being empathic, like we were talking before in a previous episode, this is really about someone who absorbs the emotions and physical feelings of others around you, whether or not you choose to. So like, I'm, a, I'm growing up in a freaking house full of super creative, super passionate people um, who can also kind of have atomic rage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as, a, so, as a side note, yeah. <laughs> right, just uh, throw that in there. And holy crap, like I would have so much anxiety, so much anxiety. And most of it wasn't even my own. So what started me on my, my Reiki path was just searching for solutions to clear out this, these crappy feelings, right? Fucking 10 years depression, being able to learn how the hell do I get out of this? Um, and so when I started studying Reiki, for me, it was all about clearing that, clearing myself, taking care of myself, my emotional health personally. I didn't get into it to get into business. Um, so how it actually started was just for me being super enthusiastic about the practice, sharing it locally at a little metaphysical bookstore. There's this, uh, they had this closet that they removed the door from and like painted and put like a little card table that barely fit into it with one chair. And they were like, yeah, you can practice Reiki on people there. And I'm like, cool. (laughs) That reminds me of like Ryan in the office where they put him in the corner, right? (laughs) In that tiny, (laughs) that tiny little room. Was it a bit like that? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God, exactly like that. And I was like, okay, cool. Here we are. Like I'm I'm sharing Reiki. This is awesome. And people would start coming. And you know, before I started exchanging it, for, uh, for money, it was um, just for the experience. And I, I'm now understanding what was happening there, like the transformation that was happening in people's bodies. We built momentum up from that, uh, from being like a fucking chair in a closet with the door removed to now being an international presence, right? And, and um, doing multi-day retreats and having hundreds of entrepreneurs from all over the world bonding around this central practice. And this is crazy, right? Because am I right in saying this, Victoria? You've now got 15 people that work for you. So it's definitely a far, far cry from that little cupboard with the, uh, with the fold-out table, <laughs> cardboard table in there. So, yeah. you, you, so right now you're helping a bunch of entrepreneurs who – and what's the thing that people really struggle? Like what do people come to you for when they, when they are, you know, is it because they can't focus? Or what's the, what's the big thing that brings people into you? Yeah. So like the biggest struggle um, that people have who come to work with me is that they find that they can't perform at the level that they used to because their fucking emotions are getting in the way. Like why they're usually what they're saying is something like, why do I keep getting stuck? Like I'm stuck. Like I I know exactly what I'm supposed to do, but I'm not doing it. And um, I help a lot of women, especially. And so they talk about like feeling resistance um, or, or feeling blocked or feeling stuck and stagnant in, in their creative cycle, in their businesses and being able to attract clients. They keep feeling um, stuck. And it's really, I help them with moving the emotional crap out of the way because Nine times out of 10, you know exactly what the fuck to do. It's just being like feeling in alignment with taking that action. And for me, I take the more that holistic, natural approach to moving all of that resistance out of the way. 
it's funny that you say Victoria because that feeling of being stuck mm. and you know creative blocks I think is why maybe a lot of us originally you know initially even fall into entrepreneurship but certainly I know you know a lot of the people who'll be listening to this show are going to be you know taking these steps into entrepreneurship you know our show is all about trying to shed the light and the truth in the situation and the truth is in entrepreneurship a lot of people struggle right with the creative elements dealing with like having to run a whole business it's a lot of pressure right it's a lot of stress totally totally and especially having what i call a toxic can-do attitude so like you'll take on any client because you're like i can do it right i can do it or um you'll take on any project no matter how fucked up and crazy whatever's on the other end of it coming in because you're like i can do it there's this toxic can-do attitude where we're keep putting more and more and more stuff on our plate and instead of putting like good things on our plate, really having a sense of discernment. So when we're, when we're talking about um, being able to pay for anything, um, but using other people's money, I got a story behind that to really tie into this toxic can-do attitude. Can <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited to hear this one. Yeah. So here's what really broke me open. Um, to manifesting money on demand. This was something that like, oh my gosh, I really struggled with um, really not comfortable getting paid. I mean, especially as like a, you know, a holistic healer, you know, for all intents and purposes, I should be hanging out in the same crowd as like the yoga crunchy, whatever, meditating people. Um, but whenever I am in those crowds, by the way, Jamie, I look like I, I stand out like a sore thumb. They're like, why the fuck are you here? You and mean not you don't you don't have a cool headband or a bandana? Like, <laughs> is that is that what's wrong? Yeah, I don't have the cool dreads. Like, I, I can I, I can smell coming off of me to say <laughs> Yeah, I think that's normal in the you know civilized worlds, and I, I don't want to rip hippies too much because most of the time I do hang out with these guys when we travel a lot, and I absolutely love those kind of people. But yeah, we've got some you know travelers clothes that we can lend you if you want to blend in with that crowd. That's no problem. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. You know, give me that uh, tie dye shirt, and I'll blend right in. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. I love. That. <laughs> yeah. So for me, like my main struggling point was I was like, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. You know, I I had just the <laughs> the shittiest boundaries, just the shittiest boundaries, because I always want to help people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's kind of a universal challenge that um, really good natured, good hearted, and generous people who get into entrepreneurship or even in um, assistant roles, like executive assistant, customer service type roles, they're like, I can, I can do it all because you want to help as many people. But what broke me out of it, and I like to describe this as like, a window of opportunity. Like we all have this window of opportunity we have when someone's like, hey, can you help me with such and such? Or you have another window of opportunity where you're like, you know, this would be a lot easier if someone was just to come and, and help me do this instead of me just doing it by myself. You know, you have that window of opportunity to decide, should I ask for help? Um, or on, or conversely, should I tell them, yeah, I can help them or not? Ask for help. That's, that's tough, right? To like make that decision because so many of us as entrepreneurs, and I don't know if you feel the same as this, but we don't want to ask for help. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's seen as weak. It's, uh, it's seen as like, oh, well, they're probably going to think I'm incompetent or I don't know what I'm doing or there's so many retarded stories that we tell ourselves uh, around not asking for help. And you know what? The, the most successful people out there have tons and tons of help. There's no such thing as a self-made insert into blank here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we aren't all Kylie Jenner. This is not. This is not how it works, right? Self-made billionaires, like people have help. They have teams. I don't know a single person, and thanks to ClickFunnels, I actually know quite a few millionaires now. But I don't know a single person that got to doing a million dollars in their funnel by themselves. Everybody has a team. Everybody has help, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's learning to be open to it, or in my case, getting your ass busted open to it. Uh, so here's what happened. This is this is the turning point that happened for me. So at the time, um, this is one of the last positions that I held uh, working for somebody else. I was um, center coordinator uh, for a nonprofit, which means I was uh, supporting the executive director. And because of that, I was like the one person in the office who wore like, 18 hats, like doing everything. And, you know, she was the go-to girl. I was the go-to girl, get it done girl. You can leave her by herself for hours. You come back and like the whole world has been put back together. Thanks to this goddess. And so at the same time, I had this toxic can-do attitude where like, they're like, well, can you do this? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Can you do this? Yeah, I can do that. Um, And, you know, Jamie, as a, as a woman, there's this also this undercurrent of strong, independent, female, blah, 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 that, you know, is really. Yeah, you want to you want to be able to do it yourself and to say, you know what, I can do this by myself and I don't need help. You know, I'm strong enough to do that. Right. Yeah. And well, here's where that got me. One warm summer day. Um, and I'm here in New Jersey, so it's a warm summer day. Like, that means it's like a freaking armpit now. <laughs> Hot and wet and blech. Like, bruh. oh, man, nothing like Jersey summers here um, in New Jersey. And we were working in this old Victorian building. And so in those buildings, sometimes they, you know, they paint the walls several times over. Like, it was an original Victorian building. And the the windows were the original stained glass windows. Gorgeous, you know, like 30 pounds of glass and you could even see the ripple part where like the glass blower um, took his thing away when he was blowing the window in the first place. Like amazing. Wow. And so it was hot and I'm like, all right, you know, I'm, uh, I'm alone in, in the facility. Let me go ahead and open one of these windows. Now, through the window, I could see, um, this is, by the way, on the campus of a church. So they had donated one of their buildings to the nonprofit. And I could see across the way, there's the, the landscaper. You know, I could have asked him for help, but I'm like, oh, it's just a fucking window. You know, what, what harm's done there? And holy crap. Uh, I And by the way, the executive director, he's in his 70s, super duper, duper, duper hard of hearing. Like, if you're standing in front of him, he's like, huh? Um, He was on the other side of the building, a couple rooms away. And so... You didn't kill kill the guy, did you? No. (laughs) I hope I didn't ruin the punchline of the story. (laughs) Oh my gosh, wait for it. (laughs) So here it goes. Like, I try to open the window and, you know, like, that old paint is kind of sticky and so, okay, it's humid and it's sticking. So you have to kind of like, you ever tried to like jiggle a window to get it open? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. So I did and I heard this snap 
I'm like, I wonder what that is. And then, bam, the window falls on my fingers. So I'm fucking trapped between two 30-pound glass windows, like the original antique wood and glass. And it was like, dude, it, this is a nonprofit position. I didn't have benefits or anything like that. So my hands were the only way that I could make money. Um, and they're fucking trapped in a window. And I was in so much shock that like, I couldn't even scream. I was just like, <gasps> right. It's stuck, stuck in my window of opportunity. It's that I didn't miss it this time. My window of opportunity to choose to ask for help was like, fuck you, Victoria, I'm taking you. <laughs> Right. And so here I am with my hands stuck. And after a while, I mean, it took me a couple of minutes to get the blood to flow back into my throat to scream. And finally, after a few minutes, the executive director is like, oh, my God, comes in and he's, you know, elderly trying to get me out of the window, get me out of this, like shaking it. And then in a moment of adrenaline, I was thinking about like, oh, I'm not going to be able to see my nephew again. You know, when you're in a lot of pain, you start to think about weird stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, fuck no, I'm coming out of this. And I ripped my hands out of the window, looked through them and fucking fainted, split my glasses. So not only am I unable to work with my, my hands or make any money, but now I'm legally blind. Oh right? my Alcohol on the floor. And this, there's a happy ending because, hey, I'm alive and highly successful, so don't go too low. Um, from that moment, and the executive director, he teaches meditation, so he's really gentle being like, you know, the, the mindfulness shit, not for entrepreneurs, but for someone who got, you know, fucking traumatized by a window, that's good. That's good shit. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Meditation and that, and he helped calm me back down. and. Here's what my worst fear was, was going to the hospital here in the States without health insurance. That's like, oh my God, all the bills. And like that, that position before taxes was like 30 grand for the year. So it was like maybe, you know, 20, 20,000 take home um, for the year, not a living wage. So I was just freaking out. My main panic, other than, well, it hurt, um, was that, oh, my God, how am I going to pay for going to the hospital? Oh, no, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I wasn't even saying that out loud. I was just freaking out. Mm -hmm. And here's what happened next. Here's what happens next. You know, the ambulance comes. They put me on the, the gurney. And from the minute they put me on the gurney, throughout the ride to the hospital, through my stay in the hospital, to coming home and in the weeks afterward. I only heard one thing coming from all the people around me, people I didn't even know. And I get so emotional whenever I tell this story. One thing that they all started saying was, how much money does she need? She need money? Hey, I have I have a hundred bucks or I have 50 bucks. I have five with, how much does she need? Is she all right? Does she need money? How much money does she need? Like. What the fuck? I wasn't asking for money. I didn't tell anybody my business, right? I didn't, I didn't do that. This experience I now understand was to break me open to something that I now call the universal bank account. I didn't see a single medical bill 
all of that was paid for. I got two new pairs of glasses and paid time off. And not only that, me being taken care of, I have chills head to toe telling you this right now. They also decided to completely renovate the entire building. So now we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars of people being like, oh, hell no, that will never happen to anybody else ever again. So if you're listening in right now to this uh, podcast, you're thinking like, oh, the title is like, how to pay for anything with other people's money. Well, this girl must be fucked up. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hear me now when I tell you this. I'm talking about tuning into your belief in the universal bank account. You hearing my story right now means that you don't have to have a fucking window fall on you for you to understand that there are people around you watching you and ready to support and fuel your mission and purpose in life and business if you would just be open enough to receive their support. You know, God forbid, God is forbid that you have to have something like that or worse happen to you to break you open to receiving help. But for me, I had that toxic can-do attitude of like, I got it, I got it, I got it. Whereas uh, officially, I don't got it. It got me, mm -hmm. right? And to have that, I mean, I'm so honored and, and blessed that I had that type of a reaction from people because I know it could have gone the other way of, of that, like, nobody cared and I'd be screwed with medical bills. I know people personally who are in my family uh, who had that situation, but it broke my mindset open to being like, you know what? Holy cow. Holy cow. There is so much support out there. I had no idea. Uh, I had no idea that there was so much support out there that I, I don't have to have it all together. But in fact, um, if, if I believe that I can have support, that I can open up and ask for help, I could fucking do anything, right? Forget this medical bill. Let me go on a world tour, which is what I did, right? Fuck this medical bill. Let me pay for like next level coaching, right? A, a five figure coaching bill. Let me forget the medical bill. Let me go ahead and pay for uh, like in like this car. And you know, I'm two cars in now, but this is because it shifted my mindset. It shifted my mindset and everything that I'm directing, not just my own finances to, but that of the people who are partnering with me. And I even, I mean like my clients um, partnering with me. I, I see them as partners in the creation process. Like I honor them in that, but I'm directing it towards things that in further the highest good of all. Like, I'm not just doing this for selfish reasons. You know, I have a car because I could go out and serve more people. Or I go on a world tour so that I could go out and serve more people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'm completely with you on this. And by the way, Victoria, that's an amazing story that you've just shared with us. And, you know, for me, that's, that's like a, one of the biggest takeaways from that whole thing is just to realize that it's, th th there is people out there that will support you. You know, one of the big takeaways that I had from, you know, conferences and events and communities and even Facebook groups that I'm in, you know, there's people out there who will do anything that they can to support you. And people see when you're in need and they see when you need support, um, you know, and, and I think that's huge. And you just have to be open and willing 
to be able to accepting that help. It's what we went back to at the start of this episode, right? If you can just accept that support, then you can do amazing things. Totally. And, you know, I, I resonate with this a lot because, you know, I see so many people and, and I did it myself as, you know, a digital nomad and, and living that laptop life mm. where it's that toxic, like you say, a toxic can do attitude that you can just do anything. But what ends up happening is you don't take any time for yourself and you work all of the hours. And instead of going and enjoying that beach, you're like slaved to this laptop because you're trying to do too much. And actually, in reality, if you step back and are willing to accept help, it's going to help you grow in your business. That's such an amazing story. Yeah. And I mean, I'm so happy that I get to share this story with your people because, I mean, we're talking about the real shit when it comes to entrepreneurship. But if you don't change your mindset around receiving help, forget it. I mean, like you're wasting your time. I forget meditation wasting your time. You're just wasting your time being an entrepreneur if you don't know how to ask for help, you know. And let this be the, the moment, right, the day that you decide, right, I'm open. I'm open. I, I am seeing all the people around me as partners in my creation process, right? I'm seeing every single one of my clients as partners in my, in my life and in, in realizing my purpose. I'm, I'm choosing to believe that there are people out there who love, honor, respect, and feel me and who would be honored and overjoyed to support my mission and purpose. That phrase that I just said right there was, oh man, I'm going to get real emotional. That I wrote down as like an affirmation where you're like, one day, you know, I hope that'll be real. And, you know, maybe one day people will believe in me or want to help out or something like that. You know, I wrote that years ago and I didn't fucking believe in that at all. But now I'm standing on the other side of that and it's totally encoded into every single fucking fiber of my being and every single piece of my business is infused with that as a one truth. There are people out there who love, honor, respect, and feel you and who would be honored and overjoyed to support your mission and purpose. So let this be the day, whoever's listening right now, um, to you, from my heart to yours, let this be the day that you choose to believe in that. I love that. That is so beautifully and eloquently put. Very well done. That's an amazing story. And, and massive congratulations on everywhere that you're at with your business right now. So let's just, let's just try and think real quick. If somebody's listening to this right now and they've really vibed, you know, cause I'm, I'm sat here, I'm nodding along and I'm like, yes, yes, I love this. So what kind of one piece of actionable, actionable advice could you give to somebody listening who wants to get started with, you know, taking the first steps to getting to that place where they can do what you're talking about? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Gosh, I would say that your best step is let's get connected because, you know, from, from here on out, if you just take one um, action that drives you away from the person or the thing that triggered your realization, you're already going to be off course. So my best advice to you, um, for whoever's listening right now, who's like, what's the next action that I should take is, dude, come and connect with me. Come on over to victoriawhitfield.com. We have tons of free inspirational content um, there. Or go ahead to victoriawhitfield.com forward slash contact and let's hop on the phone together uh, to get you 
moving in the right direction in life and business. Yeah. I think that, I think that's amazing, Victoria. And I've been on your site, and there is so much useful stuff on there. Even even before we did these calls, I thought it was useful. Having now listened to these three podcast episodes, I think going back, I'm going to get even more out of it. Thank you so much for being on the show. I've had such a good time. Oh, likewise, this has been such fun. Oh my goodness. And you are an awesome, awesome host. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. I will. I'll take a compliment wherever I can. Well, listen, Victoria, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. I'm going to send everybody to your site again. So that's victoriawhitfield.com. I'll put the link down in the show notes as well. Thanks so much for being on the show, Victoria. Um, I hope we're going to see you back on the podcast again at some point in the future. We'll have to set up a date and see if we can touch back and offer some more value to everybody that's listening. But other than that, have an amazing week. Thanks so much for being on. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, Jamie. (laughs) Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the last episode. And I just wanted to let you know that we're doing an amazing competition for you guys. It's called the four for four competition. Four amazing entrepreneurs have sponsored this podcast for the next month and a half. And they're doing it to give you guys access to their flagship courses completely for free. There's going to be four lucky winners who are going to get access to four powerful courses from some of the best online entrepreneurs out there. You have Doug Bowton, who's giving away his highly sought after sales funnel mastery course. We've got Chantel Turner is giving away her engagement driving culture method course. You have Wendy Hart, who's giving away her mind bending procrastination cure course. And Samantha Brown, who's giving away her double your tribe challenge. These are four amazing courses, which are all worth a combined total of over $2,500. And we're giving it away to you guys for free. All you have to do to be in with a chance of winning this competition is to scroll down on the podcast page, leave a rating and review, and just screenshot your review just before you publish it. And email it to jamie at entrepreneurjunkie.co. Competitions are going to be ending on June the 30th. Make sure you get your entries in, guys. And if you've already left a rating or review on the podcast, just screenshot your podcast review and we'll still enter you into the competition. Make sure you guys enter before this competition goes away. There's going to be four lucky winners. You don't want to miss this, guys. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.